You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have Preacher. This is the 11th episode. Uh, called Back Doors. Back Doors. I gotta be honest, kind of felt like taking a back door watching this one. Oh my god, I mean, that's pretty uh, much the perfect description. Uh, I mean... Sorry, shout out to uh, Norberto... I think that's it. Uh, I'm sorry, I dropped your last name, man. <laughs> you talking about the director? Barba. Barba. Norberto Barba. There you go. Um, you know... We're continuing the plot. Things are moving. They are showing you little juicy nuggets into the past on different things and so on. But it's, to me, the episode still had a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. We didn't make any progress so much. I mean, just, you know, there's some things in the episode I was like really excited about. Maybe we're going to get to it, like the Dalmatian dog and, yeah. you know, the guy and different like that. And we those all get, came up spades. Yeah, we, we didn't get to any of it. No, and, if anything, we backtracked. Yes. On some parts of it. And so. I really just kind of struggled, you know, keeping my momentum or excitement for the episode. Like, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but do you think we just have too many episodes or they just don't know how to work with this many episodes, which kind of falls back to the same thing, but a little bit different? I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's too many just because, I mean, we're, we're dragging on some parts. Yes. Put it this way. The only thing I'm excited about is that we're getting our cowboy back. Because for the first few episodes of the season, when the cowboy was on chase, the episodes were good. But I'm not even excited about getting somebody back. Like, I was happy with it being done. Like, if once an arc runs its arc, I'm done with it. Like, I don't want to backtrack to the same thing because we already know what he can do. He can shoot guns and kill people with a saber. Cool. Why right. do we want to go back to that? Right. Like, I mean, as exciting as it was and everything, but he's not chasing us. He's not advancing the plot. And now we know Jesse's not even willing to send him to hell because it's his soul. Like, I mean, we're just going to be back to square one. I know, but at least we go back to a pace that was more exciting. Because right now it's just like this one's talking to this one. This one's mad about this one. This one's dealing with Dennis. Cool, but like, There's what's no his pace? Cohesiveness. Well, I mean, what's his pace getting us to? Like, I mean, like, let's just focus uh, more on Star and it f- actually finding God, or let's go into a Cassidy backstory. I'm with you. I'm like, with you. I mean, it's just. Uh, I'm glad we get Graham McTarvish back. Phenomenal actor, but like, just knowing we're going back to the same thing, and we already got some of the best things that we're going to get out of the Cowboy. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and shout out to Steven, who got, like, his dad just went on to vacation. Go see him in Boston. And all they've done is watch Preacher season one and season two. <laughs> <laughs> like, just gone, streamed it, laughing. Yeah, and probably it's a lot better when you're watching it, you know, all back to back, you know. Oh, yeah. He's, like, because the pace keeps up. Right. It does. Exactly. You're, you're keeping that momentum. Um, now, the things I will say about this episode, you know, I'm not going to go scene by scene, but let's, no. let's focus on the, the, the juicy nuggets here that are important. Well, I mean, there's the, the what swamp. we've, yeah, what we've always loved about the show, the opening, the before the opening scenes. Right. And this one. Oh, but before that, there was, we talked, when we potted, we were like, hey, we haven't seen any backlash from the Jesus stuff, you know, from the Jesus sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, Game of Thrones apparently just swarmed the first two days of media and come Wednesday, Sarah Palin was out against Preacher. Correct. Uh, a few other of the big churches. And I know a couple people who watch the show personally who were kind of done with the show because it's like, well, this even, is no longer for me. Well, we had, I know we had what, those two listeners that told us said, hey, we're done. Yeah. I mean, we got, they gave us personal notes saying after, um, 
after watching that episode, I, it's just against my religious conviction to and hey, continue we, watching something like this. I, I can completely support that and everything. And hey. if it's just no longer your taste, bravo. Thanks for you know watching the show and giving it a try. Hey, I have to respect it. Look, the bottom line is, like we talked about in the pod, they went past the line. They went blur the line, whatever you want to call it. Oh, TV, yeah. They went there. And you knew it was going to cause a riff with some folks, you know. But it also, what's the rule? You know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, I went into it expecting ridiculousness, alternative theories, alternative ways of life, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, to take it seriously, and so like that, it just wasn't in my cards. Yeah. I went into it just, this is purely for... Is an entertainment, it's a satire, whatever you want to call and, it. I mean, we were laughing hysterically. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I was like, it was comical that you could even come up with something like that. We just didn't like just how they ended up making the 25th generation because yeah, we just didn't that, see the incest part. That part was almost more insulting yeah. than the first five minutes. But anyway, okay. Yeah, but well, like, I just wanted to come back to that part of the episode because I right. knew it did end up happening. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he's getting almost as bad as Joel Olstein right now. Oh yeah. We don't need to bring that religious <laughs> up in here. Oh no. Anyway, getting back to it, the the episode does give us the swamp and the box. Yes. You know, and we did mention this in an earlier pod a few you know a few back talking about how it was kind of cool that there might you know the truck might be some symbolism or something like that, which ended up being not, but. The swamp has significance, and I think we all know why Jesse chose that uh, swamp and yes. everything like that. Um, and I love this part because this is connecting the dots of the comic book. This is pulled directly from the pages of the comic book about his childhood, and when you were in trouble and you didn't listen or you did blasphemy, whatever that was, you were put in the box. You know, and well, I don't think he was doing. Do you think he was doing trouble, or she was just trying to brainwash him well, to get him on his on her way. side? In the show, that's what they show. Yeah, okay. But in the comic book, that was you got true. the box for acting out of line. Yeah, like I'm over here screaming about the wooden spoons I got as a child, but he's over here getting <laughs> thrown into box. a swamp. Yeah, I'll go pick a switch any day. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's the, the, the whole box thing. And I love how they set it up. Now, everything looked good. Uh, the swamp looked good. The the box looked good. The air pump, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Looked good. Even though I'm calling 100 in total BS that this wooden box is oh yeah, yeah, there's zero. I mean, I mean, I mean this was like pallets and seaweed. The only reason we did the whole wood box thing was that's what it showed in the comic book. I think they were just trying to be true to form of what was shown. Which I'm okay with. Right. It, well, to me, you know, plausibility, yeah. But effect, cool effect, yeah, worth it. And being able to see like all the, I guess, seaweed or whatever swamp moss it was right. that was on top of it looked phenomenal. You know, I will say, and I thought it was cool. They didn't show grandma's face, which if y'all don't realize, being a TV non comic book, like grandma is a big deal. Okay. Okay. And she just goes by grandma. Do you think okay. we see her face by the end of the you season? You will. And. You will be mortified. Oh, okay, I'm excited. So, um, you know, I'm just being, trust me, grandma is a big deal. Um, what's even a bigger deal is her two henchmen. Okay. okay? Uh, now, the one thing it did, like her henchmen are very distinctive. Very, very distinctive. Like the artist that does Preacher. Phenomenal does, artist. does the cover art is out of this yeah. world amazing. And, um, I mean, some of the best artwork you've ever seen, Garth Enos using for almost all his cover stuff, it's very impressive. I mean, there's a reason why. Yeah, I mean, the guys, I mean, to me, there is no comparison. I mean, it looks like realistic painting, but it's still comic, not graphic mm-hmm. novel, amazing work. Um, his two henchmen are really a big deal. And, you know, they showed that little tattoo on his wrist, and you're supposed to see the signifier that these are the two same guys who killed his dad. And, um, you know, this is all this. So now you've seen grandma 
Yeah. So now you're realizing Grandma is a part of the two henchmen that killed Jesse's dad. Okay. And now you see that they're a part of them, him being raised, you know. Huh. You, if you see, you, yeah. you put all that now, together. Now we're, now we're starting to put a lot of these yeah, pieces together. They're for putting those pieces together. Now, I did thought it was kind of strange that he's daydreaming about this all of a sudden now. It is kind of random, but I mean, I'm happy they are moving those things, those little sprit- Well, I mean, I think things. it's just because, we're, I mean, we're pulling up the trailer and everything. And so, like you said, he dumped him in this pond swamp, for right. swamp for a reason. So, right. I can see how there. you would be daydreaming this all well, of a sudden at this if you moment. you didn't notice, I mean, at the end of the episode, it does show you that it's Angelville um, Gator Tours. Mm-hmm. Well, earlier this season, I think it was like the second or first episode. Remember when I told you there was a poster on the wall as they were walking through the town in New Orleans? Yeah. Ang- uh, Ang- Angelville. Da, 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 and I said, that's going to be significant. Y'all watch. And then there it is. It pops back up. And so on. So I'm trying to keep my eyes open for little tidbits. And I think there's another, uh, there was a mural on the wall later in the scene that I think had some significance, mainly because if you're a comic book reader, we'll okay. talk about it in a minute. But um, I thought that was pretty neat. I really, really enjoyed the opening five minutes. Again, again, that's usually my favorite five minutes. Yeah, I mean, we had the opening episode. five minutes and the ending three minutes because, I mean, they were both connected. And I mean, fantastic job. So as soon as we get back, we see divers emerge and the truck is being pulled out of the swamp. Yeah. Um, didn't like this at all. I, I was like, to me, do you really have to pull him out of the truck? I mean, uh, my thought was, is that, okay, you're having nightmares. You can't sleep tulip. You need to really end this. So mm-hmm. we're going to get him out of that truck and we're going to do it right. And we're going to finish this appropriately. I mean, how do you even kill him? Right. Well, you know, I guess you do, you send him to hell, even though in the episode he says, I just can't do that. So realistically, what do you do? And like, I don't know why he... To me, the only reason he can't send him to hell is because that would be sending his soul to hell. Right. And so, I mean, like, there's... you need to be able to just tell that to Tulip. If there's a different reason, it's like, I just don't want to because of Eugene, that's a terrible cop-out. Right. To me, this is just where the writing goes uh, goes too far awry. The only reason we're pulling this truck out is to to make it look like her star in the, the grail. Uh, or three uh, steps ahead. Or three steps ahead. But... Where in the hell could they have found out? Did they find that this truck was there? Find a replica of this truck. Right. And just, there's so many plot yeah, holes with that, this when thing. When you open the doors, there's just a, a little bit of water. Yeah. There? A, there's no water getting into this truck at all. Correct. B, if any water gets into it, it's flooded. Yeah. And so, like, this whole thing is just going to be busting open. So, like, it just completely falls flat. Yeah, it, it just, there was a lot of red flags with this. And then it was like, if he's out, the doors are going to be open at the bottom. Like, he's not going to take the time to close the doors. I, 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 I mean, there's, I, I, I hated it. Yeah, that's the part, the details that they misfired on. You know, and was it supposed to be a big reveal at the end that they had him in a truck and somewhere else? Uh, you know, I, okay. You know, Maybe. But if you had done your details better in the beginning, it would have had a much more plausible yeah. and believable holy crap moment. Like, there was no reason to make it seem like he just calmly escaped or anything. Make them think he's on a rampage. Yeah, I mean, like, well, when you pull the thing up, like you said, it should have been completely full of water. The door should have been somewhat open. If he's gone, he's gone. He didn't vanish into thin air. No. I don't know. It just... Call it what you want. You might call it too detail-oriented or I'm just griping about something, but it's just one of those things. You don't want to mess up those little details. Yeah, because, like, I mean, and then we have the entire thing of Jesse, because what Jesse's saying is true. When we get back into the room when it's just those three, Cassie, Tulip, and Jesse's like, guys, if he was really out, 
he'd be coming for us. Yeah. He would definitely have made his way back into the show by now if he was out. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, just keeping up with this theme before we go talk about the hell or anything else. We, we continue with conversations with Star. And the Star just basically goes ahead and calls what it is and says, you know, I'm doing a coup. Yeah. We're going to, you know, the Messiah is a moron. Clearly. You know, and, and we're going to do this. And wants Jesse to fall in line to become the next Messiah. Yeah, and I don't know why he's picking Jesse. I mean, maybe there's more reasons in the comics that just haven't been parlayed into the show at all, but I haven't seen any sign of why we would want to pick Jesse outside of the fact that he is Genesis, which is either losing part of its power or we're not conveying a good reason of why it's not working 100% of the time. Um, well, I have a little bit of theory about that, but the bottom line is, don't get me wrong, I understand why you would choose Jesse. I mean, you have the ability that no one else possesses, and it's, you can be considered godly, especially yeah. if you're a preacher. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with that part and stuff like that, you know, but the idea of a coup and replacing, I'm just kind of, eh, okay. I mean, Jesse's just got such terrible judgment, terrible people skills, and so much dark baggage. Like, I just don't see... It, but, I mean, I guess under the powers of his powers, I can see what you're saying. Right. All right. So, now, let's go to this part. How in the Sam Hale did he have all his prayers? I don't know. But, I mean, it was pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was cool, like, but I was really kind of surprised. I mean, like. He said it took him a couple of weeks, I guess, to get them all together and stuff. All right. And they kind of explained it by saying God had, like, a backup plan because he couldn't listen to all of them at the same time. So they just kind of started recording them so we could go back and play them. So that means we have a relationship with God to be able to do that. So we're at that level that we are we are doing God's business for him. Yes. Okay. And because uh, like there's just, I mean, at 6 billion people, I guess even Almighty has a limitation on how many conversations he can keep going on in his head. Okay. Well, I mean, I just... You know, I didn't have. I wanted to make sure I'm, I understand where we are because the show hasn't breached that. No, They're like we have influence, we have power, we're hundred and so many countries like that. But this is the first real thing saying we're on the level with the Lord. You know, yes, like we're doing things truly at that level. But it's just really weird that I mean. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said I appreciated the fact that Jesse, like in two, like I guess he was like what 1980s. The fact that his prayers are on old spin dial tape oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like eight millimeter film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just too much. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I'm not real sure about that. Like, I'm pretty sure flash drives have been around for at least somewhat of time. I, I know. But I mean, like, some of those when he was a kid. Yeah. Which I get, it makes sense for some of yeah, those and everything. I, I'm with you. I mean, but. And the way that they molded his, they changed his voice through the years. And like well he'd done. be like, "Hey, this is baby Jesse. This is child Jesse. Teenager Jesse. Yeah, phenomenal. Like, how do we have that kind of attention to detail in something like this versus what we had earlier at the beginning of the episode?" Correct. Correct. So Jesse, of course, you know, f you and t- <laughs> take these tapes and shove them up your your backside. And I was curious of how they were going to do it. If make yeah, them actually like, do the full circles, I was like, "Oh God, this is going to get her off." Yeah, I was just like, um, yeah, no. Because in the comic book, in the comic book, 
the sheriff that died in season one, mm-hmm. okay, he was a bastard, you know, in the comic book, and Jesse told him to go F himself. Oh, and no. And that translated to him cutting his wanker off and Ooh. going up the backside. No. And, oh. and, and committed suicide shortly after. Yeah. So that... I mean, so like when he was like, you know, sticking the ground, like there ain't no way you getting them cans on the backside. You're gonna <laughs> tear yourself. Happen. You're gonna tell your tear yourself up your, you know, all yeah. the way up. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, it's uh, like you might get one, but two. You, you ain't getting one in there. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw like a small circle one. There's like a <laughs> micro fill. But I mean, nothing's gonna feel good. Mm, but no, sir. And I love how he's on the phone with the guy the entire time. Yeah, it's like, like it's up to you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and like you just see rolls. I was like. It's you got a long way to go, man. It's disgusting. It was disgusting. Now, when he went outside and said, let me go, I didn't know if this was a situation where these guys didn't speak English. They definitely spoke English. Or what. Uh, but like you said, does that mean it was diminished that he showed that it didn't work or there was a problem? Maybe they have hearing aids and they keep them on really low. And then they just eventually caved and gave him what he wanted without Genesis actually working. Or maybe, like you said, they don't. Under, no, because, I mean, they were speaking English. I don't remember him speaking. So really? I'm not sure. I, I thought he said, I need to check with Mr. Star. I need to make sure it's okay with him and stuff. Like, I yeah, could have sworn he so. said something. Maybe so. Um, when but, he gets back, this is when we get the whole, we need a break. Mm-hmm. Let's go do something. And they want to go to Bimini. Is that what Yeah, Bimini. Um, and Cassie, I didn't even know Bimini existed until you mentioned it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I'm like beaches and sun and Cassidy. I don't see this mixture here, but he's like, okay. And they're like, Hey, sun sunscreen's coming a long way. Yeah. Come along. I was like, okay. Um, and so they're getting excited. And then he suddenly you know, changes his tune, of course. And he has this vision because he sees the dog. Yes. Um, well, at first he's like, Oh, you know, you got him a dog. Yeah. I mean, that was a great idea. I'm glad I'm, I'm done with the whole father by oh, yeah. little kid, little stuff. And, trying to be like that crap and thankfully it looks like cassidy old. is done with it too by the end of yeah, the scene that that, that that ship has sailed. yes i mean it's sailed before it even I, exactly. it was a great reveal and twist but as soon as we revealed it i was like oh man this gotta is going on. south gotta move on um and so of course he realizes that the dog gives him the visions of the dalmatian mm-hmm. guy, da, 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 da. so he's like i think i figured it out just like what we talked about and and so he gets ready to leave, of course, makes him mad. And when he does, he goes back to that same bar they went to. And this is the mural I was talking about. When he came downstairs, he goes down the stairwell and turns around to come down. And they instead of showing they instead of showing him go down the stairs, mm-hmm. they turn around and show him coming towards you where you see behind you. Yeah. And there's this mural of a white mansion and a guy a guy that's very pale, white haired, on a horse. Okay. Okay, I did not see this mural. All right. This guy and this this house, I swear, is a future character that we're about to deal with. That's that very exciting. Common to the area. Okay. And you know, um, and this character has a big secret as well. And so that right there, I didn't know if they were giving us a little bit of foreshadow. I mean, maybe or, next episode. I didn't watch the previews or the trailer. Or anything, I don't think but. so. I think this would be definitely a season three thing. Because you know, it, if it follows the comic book, we get we go more into we should be getting into the realms of where we get more background on our characters. 
Okay. You know, more individualized stories. The Walking Dead theme of AMC, where uh, let's separate guys and let them do their own thing and converge to each other again. I mean, maybe that's what we need, but I'm also not really... Actually, no. I think I would be really excited for that, because then Tulip can be Tulip again. Very possible. And so, that would be huge. Uh, the mural is significant. You know, if you're a comic book reader, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not big on the spoiler rests stuff so we'll give it a few episodes if we don't really see anything or it goes away from it we'll come back to that um and you know really uh, yeah he gets back to the room and everything and it's empty and i didn't know if this sign was in there the first time but the please keep semen off of rug great sign yeah like I, I was cracking up as soon as i saw that side yes there yeah but yeah like i mean we all knew that god and the dog wouldn't be there and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it, why are we going back? Like, yeah. it had to be to see that mule, the foreshadow and everything. Uh, like, maybe so. You know, like we said when we first saw the dog, there was a reason it stopped and looked at it. And you got to see the guy's expression through yeah. the mask. And I don't know if it was you or Jake that said, I think that was God. Like, I really do. But, well, I think, we, yeah, we did mention it. And so it was a possibility that, you know, of course, first episode, they're going to show you and then they come back to it. But, um, you know, it just, it's one of those things, you know, where you're just, you want it to move forward, but they're like, you know, I guess you can't do it that quick. You no. Know what I mean, so I, I'm not real, real sure we're going to have to see how that, you know, that floats, but yeah, it is what it is. Let's talk about hell. Let's move, move off of this. What do we want to well, save let's hell? Let's just finish up Tulip. And let's then finish we'll... up Tulip and her, you know, her, is it Featherstone? Is that uh, her name? Yeah, I think it's Featherstone. Right. Um, so they this decide to get the guns of, and the sword out and make the decision that they're going to go and destroy these items. This was actually kind of cool. It was really cool. I like the special effects, yeah. how they went about with it, you know. Um, I, I'm going to tell you that uh, my wife was just cackling where she was like, mm, if I give you oral sex, you put it into the beginning of the can. I was like, look, I was, <laughs> you know? I was okay with that. Like, no, it was just yeah. like, okay, like that makes sense. But then as soon as she started to be like, or maybe I do this, or maybe I do this, I'm like, this is a, like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't like the blackmail aspect of it and everything because, like, it just didn't seem to fit right for whatever reason. Well, for the character that she's portraying, it doesn't seem like she's that cunning. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Like, it doesn't come off that, like. Because, like, if you have all of this cunningness and stuff, you can get away from an abusive Alcohol. Exactly. Like she's talking about, like, yeah, I just took a guy who wouldn't punch me. I'm like, uh, but you can manipulate that guy yeah. like it's nothing. And you have a brother who's in the FBI or something. It was just like, yeah. I was, I don't. She's casting a lot of doubt about who her character is. Yes. And Tulip's not really picking much of it up. But I do love that they put these guns in that thing and he's like, this is 4,000 degrees and you know, they're not even hot. And, yeah. Well, and I liked, I was waiting for him to be like, hey, sweetie, you need me to come pull that trigger or something? Something demeaning. Yeah. And then Tulip being like, excuse me? But then that never happened. And then I was like, okay, these guns aren't going to melt. No. But then, like you said, like it was a really cool thing of the special, like the liquid lava. And then. Yeah. I mean, like that stuff was well done that they were able to do that all in one continuous scene. Mm -hmm. Like him pulling them out, it's coming off, and then handing it to her. I, that right there was all really sweet. Now. I don't know what in the heck we're doing with wrapping them up in, just in like, the shape of what they are. Yeah. Was, 35 <laughs> stamps on each one of them and throwing them in a mailbox. I, I did appreciate the 35 stamps, though, on each thing. I was <sighs> like, okay, you know. 
At, at least we're putting where proper weight. Where were we mailing them to? I think it said Puerto Rico. Or no, it said Brasilia, I think. Okay. And so maybe she knows somebody there. But like you said, there's no way. They're not making them out of the, no, the post office. N- no. Let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. <laughs> I mean, they're not making it out of that box. I mean, the saber went through the mailbox. Yes. Nice um, touch. It was a nice touch. It yes. went through the mailbox. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how those guns and sword are going to are going to play a part again. They're, they're, they're not done. Oh, no. like I mean, the cowboy is going straight towards them. Right. And so I, I'm very curious about that. Very curious. All right. Going to hell. We get this whole montage of... We're doing the basically what looks to be a lie detector. Yeah. Um, what gonna, did you think of the images they were showing you? Okay, so I had a very weird relationship with these images. The first time when it was the guy who I guess was the date rape guy. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. High Collar. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, you know, images aren't really bothering me or anything. Then when it went to the girl who was like the teacher who lit the class on fire or something mm-hmm. I, I was freaked out by the images like i had goosebumps looking at this and, and i realized they were all the same images yeah and then when eugene got them i was mildly creeped out and so like it cha- my feelings changed on who was in the room and i yeah. thought that was really odd I thought the picture, you know, the crazy, the only thing that was good about the pictures is when they, when Eugene watched them and you got to watch the last two pictures that you didn't see before, mm-hmm. you know, and Tom Brady being one of them. <laughs> and I, I mean, the like, goat. this is where Rogan comes into yes. play. And he's able and to sneak stuff. in just like little random things. This is the good stuff. And because I, I, I was, I was laughing pretty good. I was like, yeah, there, yeah, there's there a like, signature. Yeah. Tom Brady is going to be yeah. able to, I, I would have gone into a feeling rage. I hate right, the Patriots. So, Oh, boy. No biases. I uh, don't care if you're a Patriots fan. Stop I listening. I am not a Patriots like, fan. You know, you, you name He it. cheated. <laughs> There's gates attached to four of those rings. <laughs> right, he'll be the next actress. Oh, yeah. When it comes to NFL. But anyway. Um, so, you know, the fun thing about him is that somebody did like a percentage in like some, is it Westbrook or something like that? His shooting percentage during his career versus Tom Brady's uh, wins Winning. and percentages. And, like, Tom Brady has like, a higher percentage of going to the Super Bowl than he does of making shots. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. Math. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that when I was just like, come on, Westbrook, just stop shooting threes. Go for a few more don'ts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or somebody stop. And yeah, like, I was just like that. Sadly, I have to say, I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again this year. It's just like. <sighs> All right, yeah. As long as they have Tom Brady, they'll be in it. And Bill Belichick. Like, it's it's gross. Um, Like, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. But I did draft draft Gronk on my fantasy team, and I'm pretty ah, excited. Fourth round. I got you. I got you. Okay, we're done with football. Yeah, we're done. All right. So, how about Hitler and his mysterious key? Um, The key looked to be about the size. Do you think this key can get into any room? It's got to, right? It's got to. Like this is like when he was a janitor and everything. And I think this is a very important key that I hope still I hope has so, significance later this, in the show. Why were they going to his room? I because well, date rape guy wanted to see what his, his nightmare was. Yeah. And then I think it was key for Eugene to see it so he could trust him. Okay. Uh, I think it was mainly just for Eugene to be able to be like, okay. And Hitler you know what was I able to. For? 
I think it was purely for us to see what his complete nightmare was of their version yeah. of what it was. The rejection of being of being an artist. Which I, I think was a big part in Hitler. All right. The woman rejection. Not I mean, that was a harsh rejection. Like I mean um, that's well, uh, yeah. you know the funny thing is she said, you know, we laid out in the sun together, da da da. She, I was truly expecting her to say you know, I was rumping him. Oh, right yeah. I was waiting for I her to be like, he pounded me all oh, I know. day. I am sore right now. <laughs> I have to sit sideways because of what he... You know, I mean, just thinking about it is getting me all wet and everything inside. I was just truly expecting her to really yes. pour it on. And then, of course, the, the Jewish man... Uh, you know, and then him getting the last piece of plum cake, and then the communists coming in and give the gun back. I mean, it was, it was almost too much for a five minute scene. There was, was it only? Five, I thought that felt like a fifteen minute scene. Well, you know what? Well, and maybe it's because we had already seen the opening. You can't of it. lump everything into that scene and be the reason that we decide to do genocide. I just don't see that. You know what I mean? You don't, well, and don't like, tell and, me. Ju- don't tell me because you got rejected by your woman and you see a Jewish man get plum cake before you. That's the reason you decided to kill me. Well, I mean, he said it wasn't. It was like That's just what we wouldn't understand. It was just the last day that he was truly a good person. Like, that's what started to, the next time it happened. Right. He goes and punches the Jewish guy in the face and steals his plum cake. Right. You know, the next time it happens, like, he burns the guy's art gallery down. Like, right. it's just like a slow snowballing thing. No, but that was the last time he was like, I'm going to take people's crap. Were you disappointed that that was his nightmare? Yes. I was too. Because like, when I think about a nightmare, Eugene's got an effing nightmare. Yeah. I mean, the girl you absolutely love, and she blows her head off. And then you blow off your half your face. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's a, a nightmare. Yeah. And like, I'm always intrigued with this thing because a lot of people have started to make hell be ones like trapped in their worst nightmare. I'm like, man, what would I be trapped into? You know? And then, like, there's just that many things. And then for that to be Hitler's, the most despicable person who's possibly ever walked the planet, and it's plum cake. You know, well, here's the thing. Is, is that, does, the, does, your, does your ultimate nightmare have to be something you lived? I would think so. Well, that's what they're showing so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, so in long. every TV show I've ever seen, it's just like... What they've well, ever when lived. I think in. of my worst nightmare. It's not something. Oh well, that's true because I mean you have kids and things, so it could be something along yeah, those I mean, lines. Or, could be, there's a lot of things I could consider to be my worst nightmare. Yeah, you know something that happens to me in life that would just be that's intriguing. That would be your worst memory. Yeah, not your worst nightmare. nightmare. That's intriguing. It's a big difference. That's a huge difference. Now that I'm thinking about so, it. So that I mean, so when when I think of hell, I think it's your worst nightmare. Clowns are everywhere. God. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> you know, not something that was your worst memory li- relived. I don't yeah. know. I mean. But, I mean, maybe it's always going to be memory because you can't change it. And, right. like, you want to change it so bad, but there's just not going to be able to. But, I mean, there's a lot of people in life who just haven't had that. Hard, but maybe those all those people are in heaven. There you go. Who, who knows? So, we get to this part where. Like I said, Eugene's doing this like that, and they had this conversation where, like, do you trust me? we got to do this. And Adolf says, all right, well, I'm going to take care of you. And about the time Eugene's about to look like he's the guy who doesn't belong, Adolf decides to go off the handle and, and 
Uh, Adolf effing Hitler. Da, da, da. And like, look, I exactly called it in my head. I was like, oh, he's going to drop the F-bomb here. He's going to be like, I'm Adolf fucking Hitler. Like, do you know who I am? And it was phenomenal. Like, his teeth had holes well, in them. His teeth, you know, his voice inflection, the way they did the lighting, his facial expression, everything changed to yes. show you, this is bitches, the- you better <laughs> listen, you know? And everybody immediately like, shaped up at it. Like- exactly. And so this was a very positive turnaround for me that yes. I really liked. I thought that was freaking cool. Um, to basically have them all in there holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Classic. Classic I, was like, oh. I thought that was good. Um, especially like the like, – did you notice the big guy would be flinching at the pitchers and stuff when he was watching them? Dude, how big is this guy? Massive. This joker this, – I mean, we're watching Game of Thrones. We're talking about Mountain. This guy is, is yeah. enormous. Yeah, I mean, this dude's like one of the giants, like 1-1. One, one. Yeah, like, I mean – Enormous, um, and so the plan. Yes, Hitler escapes as they're talking to him. They go there and they're like, "We're going to go down to the hole because that's where the back door is." Do you think this is true or? I was calling BS until Hitler dropped in there with him. Oh, I didn't think Hitler was going by any point. In doubt. I was like, Eugene, you make Hitler go first. And we're also throwing the lifting thing down there. They left it up there for whatever reason. Yeah. But I mean, like, they gave themselves away because the thing he lifted the, the the lid up with, they just dropped it. Yeah. You got to drop it down where the it hole. was. No. You, gotta, you know, so. You either, like you said, you put it back where it was or you drop it in the hole with you so they can't get exactly. it up. Exactly. One of the two things. And um, then. So, like, that's a, that's a dead giveaway. All right. We don't know where they are. Okay. Why is this on the middle floor? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, and so. But yeah, I didn't think Hitler was going with him. I thought he was just, for whatever reason, I guess he was going to. I thought he was going to use Eugene as a scapegoat, and then go out through the real back door. But jumped in with both feet, and then I guess, I mean, I guess it makes sense to put a back door in the worst place in hell. But also, why are we putting a back door in hell? Like, I mean, that's just one of those odd things. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm still, not, I'm still not a believer that Hitler's trying to help. He's got to be trying to help, or he needs Eugene to get out personally. He's not necessarily trying to help Eugene. Well, here's the other thing, is too, is that Arseface, Eugene, is a character in the comic book. Yep. There is nothing about him going to hell. There is no Hitler. So I think he has to come back to reality and be a part of things. But his, his comic book days are limited as well. Not to say, like, he's going to die or anything, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, his character is... Not a main character. Really? So, not in the first several seasons. Several seasons of graphic novels, whatever you want to call it. You know, so, I mean, like, I'm just very curious to what his overall outcome is, truly. Where they're going with his character. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, can you see him joining the band? No, not in the slightest. Me neither. You know, so, I mean, like... And he can't go back home, so it's kind of like... Right. So, I mean, realistically... What really is his future on this show? That is the question. When you get out of hell, it's very curious if they're going to do the same thing they did when, like, the arse face in the comic books because he runs away after his dad commits suicide after having Jesse yeah. go screw himself. And then he does come back, but his capacity is quite different. Well, I mean, do you think him and Hitler start, like, their own new Hitler thing? Like, I don't uh, see... I see Hitler... 
doing what he's doing, do you think there's an opportunity that Hitler does this as a redemptive arc to get out of hell to go to heaven? No chance. <laughs> zero, zero chance. With these writers, anything's possible. Nope. I'm hoping Hitler somehow comes out and kind of becomes Hitler again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that would be a cool thing that Jesse has to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, anything's possible. I mean, we had Tom Cruise die and like made that a running gag for like four episodes. So, yeah, I mean, I think true. Hitler becoming a villain. Well, the other thing is, too, is that Hitler could be in this place as a ruse, too. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he used to run this place, but realistically, he still does in some unique way. You know, there's... Oh, like it's just a further like hell enjoy, tournament. Like he yeah. enjoys being amongst them instead of being the one in charge of them all. You know, there, that could be would a be a lot of different things, you know. I don't that know. would explain his hell nightmare. Exactly. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes. And basically, you know, there's a couple of little details here and there, but basically the, the episode wraps up with the whole, we see the truck in the warehouse with her star saying, you know, we're going to let him go. Yeah, well, like we're, it has come down to we are depending on you and we're screwed. And it's just like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the fact that this dude ended up living somehow like, I know the Cowboy doesn't have any weapons or anything, but why is this guy able to run away? Like, we could have just made it cool by him being thrown out by one hand. Right, and with a broke neck. Or yeah. Or where his head's facing the wrong direction on his body. Literally anything besides him sprinting away I'm for 10 seconds. I'm totally with you. Make it make it a cool effect. Yeah. Dramatic and effect. this guy does nothing for the show. Like, <laughs> I mean, like... Other than he needs to grab the tarp a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Like, so just go ahead and kill him. Exactly. I'm sorry to this actor. Like, nothing against you. But it would have been way cooler if you had died. I'm with you. I'm with you. Guys, what did y'all think? I mean, do y'all feel like the, these things are getting better? Or are y'all kind of more like us that we're hoping to get some of that pizzazz that... You know, I'm just missing that touch of, you know, I'm missing the motel scene. I'm missing the the, the humor with unique characters. I'm missing some of the dynamic. I mean, I'm missing Cassidy and Tulip. Like, I mean, yeah. they might as well not even be in the um, show right now. So, I mean, do y'all feel the same way? Or are we totally off? We've had people buzz us and that are big fans of us and talk to us a long time and say, hey, you jack-offs need to realize this is really like storytelling. I'm, okay, I respect that. Yeah, you, you know, know, we're willing to listen to that side of it. Please let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. You know, we're on Facebook, Play TV Podcast on Facebook and Gmail, as well as on Twitter. YouTube, Don't everything. Yeah, yeah, YouTube, the whole nine yards. And uh, find a minute, chat with us. We'll uh, Trust me, we'll be buzzing, buzzing you back. But other than that, guys, I'm going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>